Hello, hello, and welcome. You are listening to Family in the Fray with me, Heather Holiday Holton, a targeted parent of three kids and adult survivor of parental alienation. This podcast is for you if you forgot who you are in the wreckage of alienation and want to reconnect with your authentic self. If you want to rebuild a vibrant life, regardless of being in relationship with your child or not. And if you want to hold space for restoring relationship with your child in a way that doesn't deplete or torture you. With some mindset shifts and practice, you can have a life that includes pleasure, ease, rest, and joy, even while you are mildly, partially, or fully alienated. My goal is for you to listen and feel supported while I give you tips, tools, and hacks to shift your day-to-day experience of being a targeted parent in order for you to feel more empowered and improve your life. The thoughts and perspectives I share are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I am open to doing better and I welcome your feedback. As always, take what feels good and leave the rest. With that said, I am so excited you are here and let's dive into today's topic. Here we go. Hello, happy holidays. It is getting so close. Oh my goodness, I can't hardly believe it. And I wanted to talk about something that's pretty important this time of year, and that is family get-togethers. That's right. This is the stuff holidays are made of. Some of us have awesome families. Some of us have less than awesome families. Some of us have healthy or unhealthy families as well. So I wanted to break down some key concepts for how to help your family get togethers go better. Yeah. Um, Even the healthiest families still can benefit from some of these tips and tricks. And that is, you know, let's let's break it down. So, the festivities start at noon. But the festivities generally tend to go to 8 o'clock, maybe. That 8 hours, that's a long time for people to be on their best behaviors, respectful, sober. Um, why not consider with this family event coming a little late? definitely leaving early, um, breaking it up with like a walk in the middle, maybe a a time when you take your, your spouse or partner, your kids, if you have them and go on a walk, kind of take the activity level down a few notches. Um, it's hard for for adults and kiddos to, you know, we're unpracticed at this, especially coming out of a pandemic. How to be social for long spurts at a time. This is dysregulating for our nervous system generally 
you know, before the pandemic, we would have built up to this. We could have anticipated it. Now, a few hours in community with with a few people, that feels kind of exhausting. Um, so, again, if you have a family activity or day during the holidays that is long, consider nipping it down in one way or another, whether that's um, coming in a little late or leaving early or maybe even both. Consider that. That's one way to handle a family get-together. Another way to handle a family get-together is, you know, sometimes families, it's all everyone all the time. There's not ever a chance to, like, just get together with maybe your sister's family or your brother's family. It's all the sisters, all the brothers, all their families all the time. So, and again, this can be exhausting for people. It can just be too much. Overstimulating for our brains, our kiddos. It also means that we're not getting, like, quality connection. Um when there's so many people to connect with. So consider like uh, smaller get togethers. You know, how do I just interact with my brother, my brother's family or my sister, my sister's family rather than the whole gaggle. And that could be, you know, going out to dinner. That could be grabbing um, some cups of cocoa and going out for a drive and, and, you know, driving around to look at the lights. Um, the, the point being that usually the fewer the people, the more opportunity there is for greater, deeper, intimate connection. And in a world where we're so highly connected, like through our tablets and our phones and stuff, we're still connected, but craving and needing deeper levels of of true connection not not just this high gloss curated social media stuff where you connect online we need actual connection with our peeps so um that's why i say you know i know there's a big push to like get everyone all together and those family moments are important and meaningful, but also be certain to balance it with opportunities to meet one-on-one with your with your family and friends folks. And then also even in smaller clusters of just their family unit, your family unit, maybe just the kids, maybe just couples, right? These all bring different dynamics that bring um, new layers of of connection and we need that we need that so that's another way to deal with family get-togethers also want to throw out there that if you have a family or a couple or a friend or something that you know just likes to drink and maybe you don't drink or you're cutting back on drinking or you're not doing it this holiday or whatever. I find that my workaround for this without 
really drawing attention or blaming or shaming the other person is to meet in public at a breakfast place that doesn't serve alcohol. For me, Denny's works really well um, or someplace like that. And breakfast is kind of nice because um, it seems to be a shorter meal than a sit-down dinner. And um, it still serves the same purpose, but without that alcohol, you might have a more successful visit in connection with your loved one. Also, having it be in public means that perhaps, you know, even if there is alcohol being served at this particular restaurant, maybe they're less inclined to be, you know, hitting the sauce so hard, especially at breakfast. I know these are not foolproof for all families in all situations, but I have had um, important people in my life that I love and adore, but at the same time are drinking habits or tolerances were just not on par with each other. They were not aligned. And um, it's not that I wanted to judge them, nor did I want to not see these folks, but I wanted to do it in a way that just felt a little bit mm, safer and more enjoyable. And I found that to work well. Did I tell these people, hey, the reason I want to meet you at 9 o'clock in the morning at Denny's is because there's probably not going to be alcohol involved? No, I didn't. Could I have? Yes. Um, I just didn't feel that it was the time or space. And, um, and it wouldn't have served that relationship very well. And so if you find yourself in a similar situation full permission to do what I did and just, you know, hey, Denny's works out well. I need breakfast. Um, let's meet there and let it be. Just let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's scenario number three. Scenario number four with when it comes to family get togethers is, you know, Having some specific words around, um, you know, I would love to see you more and and um, hang out additionally and, and at greater lengths. But maybe if your capacity is just not there, the polite way of saying not right now, not today, not maybe next year, which thank goodness that's right around the corner, right? That doesn't have such a biting um, note to it. So, you know, letting your friends and family know that like, oh, this holiday has been a lot and I've had to show up and and I've done a good job, but I'm feeling tired. And, you know, now it's time for me to rest up at home. Um, if you want to see me, come over. You can come see me one person at a time. What is your bandwidth? You know, I think it's so normal for people after the holidays 
to kind of have this crash and burn of like, I don't want to see anyone ever again because it was all too much, you know? And is there a way to prevent that and or let people know, like, please respect me. It was a big lift for me to be this social this year, especially considering my circumstances with my kids or my spouse or my divorce or my custody battle or my court case or whatever the thing is and let people know that, um, you know, your, your bandwidth, your capacity is just on the diminishing side and that's okay. I think everyone's is. And so letting folks know, Hey, I'll, I'll be in touch, you know, in two weeks. I need a week of downtime. I don't want to do anything, but just chill out at home, feed up, watch crappy Christmas movies. I'm going to take a drink of coffee. Hold on. All right, I'm back. <clears throat> there we go. There's the sickness. Um, Letting your family know what you are and aren't available for. Like, it's, for me, I like to go 26, 27 to go dark. Don't really talk to very many people. Keep it in low hunker mode. Then after that, kind of reemerge again. See what's going on. Um, You know, we all need time to recharge our batteries and um, tend to ourselves. Sometimes we've heard things through the holidays that are dysregulating, um, became aware of more information. And sometimes this is good and sometimes this is a little bit upsetting. So I think pacing yourself through the family plans, having some options on, you know, how to divide and conquer so you're not always confronted with the, the huge family swarm of 20 plus people, you know, there's other ways to do it. Not that that's wrong, but sometimes we just need other alternatives because the pandemic has had us, you know, cloistered and isolating and we're only used to hanging out with a handful of people at any given time and to walk into these bigger, um, bubblier, more lively settings is taxing on our uh, on our brain, on our sensory system, um, on our nervous system. So I hope this has been helpful for how to tackle family get-togethers in a different way. Just just so you have some options. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a good good day, and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Family in the Fray and spending your precious time with me. Hopefully you're taking away new insights and tools to make your journey less painful. If you find this valuable, feel free to share this podcast with other targeted parents, step-parents, and grandparents, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave a review and rating. Plus, let's get the word out so every targeted parent who needs this can find it. From experience, I know being a targeted parent is hard and you probably need tons of quality support. 
I am so thankful to be here for you. For more information on working with me, refer to the show notes. As always, take care until next time and wishing you ease.